Hey! Hey! The new hey. challengers are here again. Hey! 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 Oh, hey. hey Dredd, what's up? Hey, man, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm just chilling, you know, chilling at work, not working. What I usually right do. Right on, right on. I'm chilling reading Baki. Oh, watch Baki, read Baki. Baki Do finished up to chapter 49. Pretty happy about that. Oh, man. You know what I love about Baki? What's that? All the different characters. Yes, many different types of characters all fighting each other. I mean, you've got your professional wrestler characters, you've got your grapplers, you've got boxers, you've got Che, che Guevara. Uh, uh, yeah, you got you got um, Chinese kung fu artists, you got karate guys, you got judo guys, I you got guys. You got Che Guevara. Stop! Stop saying his name. <laughs> That's such a strange character in that comic, but anyway, this is a good segue into what we want to talk about today, and we want to talk about fighting game character archetypes, and maybe who you should use, not you specifically, we know who you want to use. We need to talk about what our audience might want to use. Yeah, exactly. Since Street Fighter 2 dropped, and you could pick one of eight characters, not just for you, that just opened the world up to oh I get to pick who I'm gonna be, and each character had its had their own special moves and their own unique story and, and character design and, and own way of playing and and it was a nice little way of picking your avatar like you're gonna face the world as you know Ken instead of Ryu or you know I'm gonna be Blanca or whatever. Every character is different in every game in every fighting game, but thankfully. They all kind of line up, and they all kind of you can categorize them, you know, as groups, and it kind of helps you understand the game a little bit better. We wanted to talk to you about the different groups and what their characteristics are, and how you can understand the game through looking at what kind of characters to deal with. We're going to be talking about all kind of different, you know, games, but they, they you'll see that they kind of break down nicely. So, angry, why don't you why don't you start us off? What's the first main genre of fighting game character that we have? Well, I mean, we can go all the way back to Street Fighter, and we were introduced to a young man by the name of Ryu, with no last name, strangely enough. The Wandering Warrior, he introduced the whole concept of a Shoto. Now, we all know that Ryu and Ken, Akuma, they, they don't actually practice Shotokan karate. They, they practice Antetsuken. That being said, back in America, we said they were Shotokan karate practitioners, so we called them Shotos. Now, being, Shotos. being a Shoto is a specific character type that you will see across veritably all fighting games. Typically, they have a fireball, a dragon punch, like a rising uppercut type attack, and it, can't, it doesn't have to be actual punch. It could be like a rising upper kick. So you yeah. have a fireball, you have an uppercut, and they usually have some type of, like what they call in Marvel, an expansion attack or some type of physical attack that moves them forward. Anything beyond that will be unique to the character to add a little extra flavor to them, like, I don't know, a donkey kick or some type of aerial attack. But you will find that for the most part, these characters are very well-rounded characters all around, have an answer to pretty much any situation, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type of characters. And as time has gone on, they've made different variations and tried to make them interesting. But for the most part, they have those three things, a fireball, an invincible uppercut, 
and some type of physical like charging attack. Yeah. So of course the term Shoto really meant Ryu and Ken and then later expanded to Akuma. Uh, and technically, you know, that's that, but other characters you could really kind of lump into that genre of Shoto character, like Sagat. Now, he doesn't practice Shotokan karate, he he's a Muay Thai guy. But he's got the tiger shot, tiger uppercut, and tiger knee. So if someone has been playing Ryu for a long time and then switches over to Sagat, they're not going to have to make too many adjustments on their game because he's practically doing you know the same strategy or close to it because he's got the same kind of the same tools, a lot of the same tools, not exactly the same tools, but a lot of them. So I like to like in my mind when I'm playing and I'm playing against this, you know a Sagat player. I like to think of him as a as, as a Shoto player. Like I approach him almost the same way I do Ryu. And then of course other characters kind of jumped into that category as well. I would put uh Killer me if I'm wrong, but Andy from King of Fighters. I would put uh, Andy and Terry in that category. Yes, yes, as they have those those characteristics. I mean Andy, I would put Andy kinda of threw it in the face. He has like reverse of all the controls, like it's quarter circle back for his fireball, and he has like two different attacks where he flies with them. But he has a flying kick, he's got an uppercut, and he's got a fireball. And he's one a good of the one. characters. He has a very good fireball, and then a we darn also, good. And Terry has a ground-based fireball. He's got a charging attack, and he's got a rising tackle. So he's also got some of the Shoto basics, and they've got things added on as well. Yeah, now normally, I mean, not always, but a lot of times what you're going to see is usually the Shoto of the game is, like, the main character of the game. Yes. You know, like, uh, you from uh, Persona 4 Arena, he's got a fireball. He's got, a, he's got an uppercut. He's got those kind of moves. He's as close as you can get to a Shoto in that crazy game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're usually the main character. And, and you know what? Since they're so well-rounded and they have those basic fighting game tools... They're usually a good place to start when learning a new game. A lot of people like to avoid Shotos. Like, new people want to avoid Shotos because they're too simple, they're too boring. But it's not like it was back in Street Fighter 2. You're going to find that Shotos now are, tend to be very varied characters or capable of many things. Like, for instance, you mentioned you before. You from Persona, yes, he has a fireball, he has a flying kick attack, and he has an uppercut. But he also has a dive kick. That's interesting. And he's also got a persona that can fly out and do things for him. That makes yeah. him different than what you would consider your basic Shoto character. And I think that's very cool. Yeah. Fighting and even going back to way. Street Fighter, they have they have new takes on Shotos. Uh, like Evil Ryu yes. is Ryu with an axe kick, you know, a dive kick, the raging demon, and all kind of craziness going on. So... Uh, there's all kind of new, different takes on Shoto's, but uh, a Shoto's always going to have that, those those three moves, and uh, and go from there. Yes. Okay, so let's move on to the next archetype: charge characters. Now, charge characters are what I use a lot, but you really saw a lot of them in the original Street Fighter Two. I, I think over half the cast was a charge character. Now, the first charge character you could think of is Guile, but I mean, really, charge characters like E. Honda, Blanca, Balrog, Vega, and M. Bison, you know, were all takes on charge characters. Most charge characters, like, um, they have an expansion attack that moves them forward, like a headbutt or a Blanca ball, that you charge back for two seconds and forward and whatever button. 
uh, and then have some sort of uppercut or something like that where you press down for two seconds, up and kick or punch or whatever there is. So they have those, and a lot of them will couple the charge moves with um, like a like a rapid fire move, like the hundred hand slap or the electricity, because those are moves that you can just throw out without having a charge. You know, like Blanca can just throw out the the lightning real quick. Like Honda can walk up, jab, and then hands. So a lot of times you'll see charge characters with those, you know, lightning kick, hundred hand slap type of moves to offset the fact that. You know, the rest of their arsenal is, is charge-based. Uh, and then, of course, you also have the ones that have uh, charge projectiles like Kyle and DJ or my girl Leona, King of Fighters. So you'll, you'll see them, too. And they zone a little differently, but uh, that charging motion is very popular in the Street Fighter series and elsewhere. Although it is, seems to be losing popularity. Yeah, charge characters were made initially because... They wanted to make a character that people could do the moves a little bit more easily. But as the game has evolved, we found that you have a lot more people playing fighting games than back in the day. So they're moving And away a lot from more people character. can do DPs. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people can do dragon punches and fireball motions than charge attacks. I see some people don't even understand what it means to do a charge attack. And a lot of charge characters are actually kind of built to be offensive characters to be on the attack. Rather than play defensively, even though you're holding back a lot. But new players, this yeah. doesn't translate over to them well. So we seem to be moving away from charge characters in newer games. Like Persona 4 Arena only has one charge character. That's my girl. Um, in KOF, they kind of mitigated that by making the charge time very, very, very short. It makes you barely have to hold back to get it to work. Yeah, and you just have to think about holding back. And now Street Fighter 4 has charge characters but in the newer games they're starting to make more of a type of character we're going to talk about later called a hybrid character but for the most part your charge characters rely on charging and now charge characters they're not so much a specific they don't play a specific way like shoto's might it has more to do with how you control them more so than how they play and what special moves they have. But yeah, you know, they mostly work on holding down buttons, whether it's holding down an attack button or holding back in an opposite direction. Right, right. And like I said, they used to be more popular, but, uh, you know, now it seems like games are getting away from them, but uh, it's an easy way to, to execute certain moves. Yes. Okay, uh, moving on to the next one, one of my personal favorites, grapplers. Grappler characters grapplers. are, as you know, most fighting games have throws. And a grappler character is a character that specializes in throwing. Now, this means that their entire game could be based around landing that big throw. Or they can combo into throws. Or they have a number of throws, more throws than the normal character. In any case, they're based around landing throws. Now, in most fighting games, you cannot combo into throws. There's exceptions to this rule. Games like Chaos Code and King of Fighters, you can actually combo into throws in some, ca in some cases. And in a limited sense, you can combo into throws in other games like Street Fighter as well during certain states, like a uh, back turn state. But with grappler characters... They, yeah, in dizzy states and crumple states. But grappler characters, for the most part, their goal is to get their hands on you. So they want to be close. They have to work their way in, and they've got this thing that's unblockable, a throw. 
and they want to catch you with it. Now, most of the time, throw characters don't just have all throws. Sometimes they have strike throws where you can block them, but they can combo into them, like my man Marduk. And sometimes they have attacks to help them move in quickly, like Makoto's Hayate. And they have command attacks that'll uh, help round out their game a little bit more, or help them defeat projectiles like Zangief's Green Glove. Yeah, absolutely. So, also, yeah. a lot of times, grapplers sometimes will have a handicap to their game to, to make up for their awesome throw arsenal that can be very can be very devastating. A lot of times they're slow. Uh, a lot of times you will see that they're they'll have a health buff. They'll have more defense to kind of like wade through a bunch of fists until they can get into throw range. Or a lot of times like like Jarvis said, they'll have some sort of tool that helps them get past zoning or past fireballs and into your face, like Abel's roll or yeah. or Makoto's ridiculous dash or something like that. Or Bravo's spinning hands attack that he totally stole from Zangief. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there, it's like whenever whenever you have a grapple character, of course, it's like your one your one focus in life is to get past the enemy's offense and to land the big throw. Yes, it can be a very fun way to play. Yeah, it can be extremely fun, especially in games like King of Fighters when you can actually combo into throws. It gives them more use than just getting someone in a state where they're neutral and just standing there. Some throws are crouchable. Some throws you have to only hit crouching. Some throws you can combo into. Most of the time, in terms of 2D fighting, throws, command throws as they're called, that throw characters have, cannot be broken. This is also the case in games like Dead or Alive. You can't break certain throws. It's actually landing the throw that's the difficult part because they tend to be slower than your average command throw or various attacks. Yeah, and often very complicated to do, like 360 motions. Or um, half circle back and then forward, motions like that. Yeah. Okay, so that's grapplers. Um, Examples of grapplers, like we said before, you've got Zangief, you've got Ralph in uh, early KOF. He was kind of a grapple character, but even more so was Clark, Orochi Yashiro, also from KOF. Then we also have characters, like I mentioned before, Bravo. And we've got characters in games like Skullgirls, like Cerebella. Yeah, and Potemkin in Guilty Gear. Yes, giant, giant Potemkin. Yes, so huge. Okay. Iron Tager in Blaze Oh, man, Iron Tager and Potemkin. Also known as half brothers. Yeah. In any case, those are your grapplers. The complete opposite of a grappler, however. Oh shoot. Is what we like to call zoners. Yes. There's different kind of zoners. I would put I would put Guile. We talked about Guile as a charge character, and he is a charge character. But he's a he's an amazing zoner because he has sonic booms that control space. Zoners usually like their whole strategy is to control space by hanging back and either using projectiles or some sort of other mechanic such as you know long limbs or ground pounds or whatever it is to keep the enemy away from them and to keep them right where they can to to score a counter hit or something like that yeah pretty much so, the entire goal is controlling space another street fighter zoner would definitely be dalsim Yes. Not only does he have a projectile, a short projectile, he also has those stretchy limbs 
that he can punch you from half the screen away and at different angles at all these different different lengths. And and you know, since Dallasum has health handicap, he does not want someone like Zangief getting close to him. So he'll do everything he can to keep him away and just just tag him. Just tag him with those those yoga fires and the, the long limbs. And I know you said this earlier about Sagat, but I also consider him somewhat of his owner as well because of his projectiles and his long limbs. Now, yeah, keeping, this, you know, keeping that in mind, long limbs. Frequently, you'll see that a zoner's long limbs can be a liability for them because their limbs can be struck just as easily as the rest of their body. So zoners have to be very careful about how they throw out attacks and how they control space so that they don't end up taking a bunch of damage. Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's a difference between spamming and zoning. Yes getting that all day long but yeah billy kane yeah. from king of fighters he is kind of a zoner with his limbs and his limb being a staff we mentioned dalzim and sagat they're also zoners you'll see zoning is very strong in air dashers or anime fighters characters that put a lot of stuff on the screen to control the space like my girl 13 and yes. you know lambda 11 Yes. Uh, it's just swords. Swords everywhere. Swords I can just manifest them. swords, just fill the screen. Doctor Strange. Or just about almost everybody in Marvel. Let's let's not be <laughs> let's not be uh, half the characters in Injustice. Yes. Uh I I believe every character in the Mortal Kombat series has a projectile. Not all of them are great at zoning, but every single one of them has a projectile. Now the so, character that you know, is the preeminent zoner in uh, Injustice would probably be Deathstroke. Oh, just so many bullets. He can put bullets anywhere. Not saying he's the best. No, we all know who's the best. Yeah, we we all know who is the best. Anyway, zoning. Zoning is a play style and it's a character type and it'll probably make people who don't know how to play fighting games call you cheap. Yep. But you know what? If it gets a W, do it. It doesn't even matter what they think. The only thing that matters is that you are getting those W's. And let me tell you what. Yes, I do get upset when somebody picks Peacock and Skullgirls and drops bombs all over the place. But you know what? I deal with it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I get upset when uh, when someone picks someone like Poison and does those ridiculous pink slashes. Yeah, who does that? I don't know. I don't know who does that. Let's just move Anyway. On. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I'm gonna skip so, over. I'm gonna skip over the next one we have listed and do that one uh, before we do our special little character at the bottom here of the list. Here, I'm dreaded if you don't mind. Okay, so we're skipping over the next one on the list, and we're going to the next mobility characters. These are characters that specialize in just being able to move in special ways that other characters can't move. You know, like in Street Fighter, there's no running, but there's characters that can just straight up run across the screen or fly across the screen at different angles, different interesting angles, or roll under things or fly over things to create openings and opportunities and to mix you up. Probably one of the earliest examples was in Street Fighter Alpha came out when Guy was an auto run character. He had a command run. He would press a, you know, a series of buttons and he'd just start sprinting across the screen and then he'd, he would end it either like a slide kick or like a jump or, or just in different ways. Or he could just start, you know, stop. You can also jump across the wall. Uh, you have other characters that the much maligned El Fuerte is one that comes, that's a newer example. 
of how he just runs across the screen. It has he has a command jump that jumps off the wall. He has an like if you use EX, it has like two hits of armor. He's he can be everywhere or anywhere on the screen. Yeah. Actually, that's... come to think of it, I would also put maybe put Dalsum on there because of his teleport, but he's mainly a zoner. Yes. And then uh, another less racist example of uh, thanks of a. Yeah. Mobility character would be Ramon, who is pretty much just El Fuerte without a mask. Before there was El Fuerte. Before there was El Fuerte, there was Ramon, and they have almost the exact same types of moves, and it makes me upset. It makes me really sad, but Ramon is well, a KOF character. It makes me upset because when I play as Ramon, he doesn't make me really hungry, and thinking about freaking quesadillas and fajitas. <laughs> That's just. We're going to move on. But there's other kind of uh, mobility characters like. Ibuki or Rolento yes. because they have special jumps. They have uh, special command jumps that, you know, shoot them at different angles and they can do crazy mix-ups in the air. Like they can, you know, flip back and then roll forward or cancel into like a huge backflip that you can do different things out of. My personal favorite is kind of a mix between a, uh, a charge character and a high, uh, like a mobility character would be Decapre. You know, she can use her teleport to, to just mix up, teleport across the ground or in the air, that that kind of that kind of craziness. You're gonna find that mobility characters, or they're gonna mostly gonna be in games like Street Fighter, where you can't just straight up run across the screen. Games like King of Fighters and anime type games don't really have to give you command runs and things like that because you can already run, but they still have mobility characters. They still have characters that yeah. you might be able to triple jump. Or teleport. True. Or dash across. Bang Shishigami can just yes. jump across his nails for some reason. So yeah, there's other characters in those games. It's just that the more movement options you give at a base level, the more ridiculous mobility characters become. Absolutely. So just because a game has uh, a lot of mobility, do not doubt the developer's ability to make a character who's even more mobile. That's true. Like now I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, it's Fotokaka. Um, mobility characters, probably not the most novice friendly of no, the group. No, not at all. It's very complicated to create openings using auto run or teleports or air dashes or whatnot. Yeah, not just saying. Everybody's just going to jump in there with Vega, just clawing all over the place. Yeah. There you go. You want to move on to the next category? Yes. Dive kick characters and not talking about the dive awesome kick. game. The one true game. The one true game. Two buttons. Anyway, dive kick characters have what is called a dive kick. It's an attack that allows them to leap into the air and then kick down to the ground, either at the peak of the jump or maybe even right off the ground. These are characters that rely on their ability to change the arc of their jump with an attack. They can use this attack on wake up. They can use this attack as a cross up sometimes. It's very, very deadly for them. And since they can control their arc in the air, it gives them the ability to jump more safely than most of the other cast. So, yeah, dive kick characters are pretty interesting. Um, normally, I would tell people not to jump a lot, but to play a dive kick character, you've got to learn how to jump, and you've got to learn how to jump very well. Absolutely. It makes it safer because it, it makes it so your opponent can't just throw out dragon punches and expect to hit it every time you, you jump off the air. Because the, no, the moment they do that and you dive kick and then land and then block it, they get their punish. Now, I mean, just 
you think why why is there an entire category based off one move? It's because that that move opens up so many things, and you'll see like a it, it just changes the way that character is played. I mean, I understand that Evil Ryu and Akuma both have uh, dive kicks, and they're they're mainly Shotos, but you know they have that changes their their archetype. It changes, but the there's way some you have to defend. That's absolutely true, and there's some characters like it seems like their offense is just completely built uh, around the dive kick. Yes, some that come to mind, Rufus. Rufus probably is probably when you say dive kick characters, Rufus is one of the first ones that comes because his his dive kick is ruthless, <laughs> even man toothless. And then try what you want, your combos will be useless. Oh, uh, yeah, thanks. So the twins, Yun and Yang. Yes. Uh, very good examples of dive kick characters. Uh, they Seth. also have just yes, Seth. Seth from King of Fighters. He has quite a few options from the air. That's true. Lily in Street Fighter Cross Tekken has you know multiple air options. So, you know she can practically fly. Yes. And you know having more than one dive kick that's just that's just not fair. Like Dalzum. But. Dalsum also has dive kicks. Yes, now, I mean, like we said, Dal- Dalsum has lots of different tools, if you will. He he can use a dive kick effectively at two different angles. Three. He actually has four different dive kicks. That's crazy. He has Yoga Mummy, and he has three different versions of his uh, Yoga Spear. That's true. That is true. Yeah, dive kicks, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, once you get the hang of them, they're actually very, very strong. They, they, yes, they base an entire game off of dive kicking. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's a lot of dive kickers in in Marvel, like Wolverine too. Yeah, Wolverine actually has two, like the two different versions of Wolverine in Marvel too. Each had a different type of dive kick, even though the same move, they went at different angles. Yeah, one came down at kind of a sharp angle, but one came just straight down. Yes. You know, those straight down dive kicks, like Gen has one. And it's just crazy. Like you don't know where to block because it's coming straight down at your cranium. Yes, very strong, very strong. Uh, the next kind of genre of character we have. Trap Go ahead. You just. I'll let you explain this one. Okay, trap characters. Let me explain trap characters. Now, trap characters are kind of rare as far as things go. In fact, the next two, this one counted. They're kind of rare. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go through this really quick. Characters like Rocket Raccoon and Marvel 3 have the ability to lay down items on the ground that will stay active for a certain period of time. And if your other character, like, uh, you know, is aimlessly, your opponent's aimlessly wandering around and not paying attention, they could walk directly into a trap. It'll activate. It'll allow them to do combos. It'll sometimes freeze people. Like Testament has a trap where he will uh, plant a seed in the ground. And a tree will appear, and it'll kind of hold them in place for a minute when it when it hits them, so he can follow it up. And he has a crow and a skull that fly around that he can attack with. And trap characters essentially rely on controlling space, sort of in the same way that zoning characters do, but they don't rely on what they can see. They rely on their opponent making mistakes and getting them. And trap characters can even sometimes start a combo after the fact and hit you and throw you into a trap, like Birdie can in Street Fighter V. So examples of characters like this would be Birdie in Street Fighter V, Rocket Raccoon, Testament. Uh, who else we got here? Man. There's a lot of them in Mortal Kombat, like a lot. Sub-Zero with his ice clones and yes. Cyrax with his bombs. 
they're all characters that can just lay things down and kind of let you make the mistakes. You're the one that has to do the reacting to it. You as the opponent. Teddy. Yes, Teddy has Teddy a lot of items he just throws out there. They lie around on the screen. That's from Persona 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another kind of more specialized character that you're going to see are stance characters. Yes. A stance character is one that has two or more different stances, which when activated or, or changed will completely change their move set or give them access to different moves that were not available to them in the other stance. And, you know, of course, in Street Fighter, the, the one big one is Gen. He can switch between Mantis and Crane. Mm-hmm. And it gives him two different ultras. Before there was Ultra Combo Double, he could use two ultras, one in Crane and one in Mantis. Half the cast of Tekken, which... You notice we haven't been mentioning Tekken very much it's because that's a 3D game and the archetypes are out the window with that one. But most of them have some sort of uh, secondary stance or Lei Wulong will have like nine of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in Street Fighter, like I said, you have Gen. Uh, in Street Fighter Five, it looks like you're going to have Vega, Claw, and No Claw. But then you're going to see a lot of them in, in different games. Like King of Fighters has a character named Mei Li who has... A normal Taekwondo stance, well, as normal as the Taekwondo stance is going to get. Now, heroic stance, where she can't block, but she's capable of doing a bunch of really crazy special moves that are reminiscent of a comic book character. There you go. Vanessa and Virtual Fighter, but, you know, again, that's a 3D character. Vanessa and King of Fighters. She has various stances as well. Yeah. Now, again, those are not beginner-friendly because you have to memorize two completely different sets of moves and you have to know when to use one or the other. It's going to be tough to know when and how to do it. So those are those are usually for experts. Yeah, don't choose your uh, song like, in Soul Calibur 2, please. Don't do it. No, just don't. But those, it's important to know they're out there. And when you're when you're facing one down, you got to know that when he changes his stance, you're basically fighting two characters. So that's where their strength is. They basically have two or more complete sets of moves that he can change depending on the matchup or depending on the situation of the match. Yes. Another character I want to uh, spotlight here is pretty much just specific to a lot of doujin fighters, which are like indie-developed games in Japan and in games like Blaze Blue with uh, Relius Clover. Puppet-type characters. These are characters that control... A uh, kind of an AI bot, and they can move it around the screen to attack for them. Relish Clover is one, and then in other games like Big Bang Beat, there's a spirit character that flies around one of the the players, and you can kind of control the spirit and move it around the screen and blow it up when, wherever you need it to be. They've also got another set of twins in uh, Big Bang Beat that you can also control, and one of them is an AI-controlled character that you can shoot arrows with, and the other one attacks with tonfas. So That's cool. That's more of a recent thing, and it's going to be in more of your specialized games. You're probably not going to see a puppet character anytime soon. In, I mean, uh, there's in one the in old Mortal Street Fighter. There's one in Mortal Kombat X, even, surprisingly. Enough. That is true. Yeah. That is true. I Speaking the truth today, Angry. I know, man. I, I really, I really play too many games, and I need to slow it on down. <laughs> we are going to save this one for last because, well, oh, next to last, because um, there's very. Uh, what you're going to see is there's going to be a lots of characters that have bits and pieces of tool sets from all the other different 
character classes that we've mentioned. Yes. Like they might have a, you know, they might actually mix some charge and some command. They might have a command grab, but then also have some, you know, mobility ability or, or you know. So those are hybrid characters. And there's a lots of good examples of them out there. Sagat, you mentioned earlier, he has basic Shoto type strengths, but he also has very good zoning because of the way he's built. Yeah. Dalsum has mobility and zoning and dive kicks. Like I said, uh, DiCapri is a mobility character, but also a charge character, you know, with the, with the hands and, you know, the, the, like a flash punch, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to, you know, of course, you're going to see those everywhere where a character might fit into one or, one or more classes. Like Evil Ryu is a, dive, is a Shoto with a dive kick. So that's like two aspects of his game. I think the grand, the, well, it's the first lady of hybrid characters is definitely Chun Lee. Because yeah. when she started off, she I think she was basically one of the first ones, her and Dalsum, but she was essentially a, a hybrid character because she had she kind of had specialized movement because of her jump. She could jump off walls. At first, she had a charge fireball, and then I think it made its way to a command fireball. Or I might have that the other way. And she, of course, she has a, um, lightning legs and a charge spinning bird kick. Uh, and now in Street Fighter Five, she's going to have command lightning legs. So Ghana's Ghana's jamming well, on that light hold kick. Hold on now, dreaded. Oh, but you are right. Command lightning legs in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. In Street Fighter Cross Tekken, we know how much we've heard it here game. first. And we love I, that game. I also committed a crime against my love fighting game series, KOF, and one of my original Street Fighter characters I really love, Fei Long, by forgetting an archetype. Oh my goodness. How can I play Kyokushinagi? How can I play Fan Long without mentioning Rekka characters? Rekka characters, wow, yes. I should just go home and be a family man. Guy, I'll get back here. That was terrible. So, let's... We've got time. This is our podcast. We've, we can do whatever we want. And Talk about Rekka characters. Let me tell you something. In Street Fighter first introduced Rekka characters with Fan Long. He had a move called the Rekkaken, where he would punch... Now, initially, if you just press quarter circle forward punch, he would just punch one time. But if you press quarter circle forward punch again, he punch again, and then again, and he punch one more time, and he knocked him down. This they all combo, all three were combo, and it could also use it to help him move faster in games like Street Fighter Alpha Three. It was so fast you could practically run across the screen with that move. So, that being said, they refer to those types of moves as Rekkas. Now, I didn't play as Fei Long originally. I didn't actually start out with Street Fighter 2. I started out with Clay Fighter. Let's not talk about that. But I would like to say <laughs> that in King of Fighters, there's a character named Kyo. I started with King of Fighters 99 Evolution. And Kyo has a series of punches where you can press quarter circle forward punch, and then you can press quarter circle forward punch again, and then kick, or maybe quarter circle back and punch. And it would change his moves, and he'd get overheads and all kinds of mix-ups within a chain of attacks. So essentially what record characters are, and characters like Abel can do the same thing, are you input commands in a series to get various attacks. Now that being said, there are exceptions to this rule. Characters like Guy Tendo from Bariki 1 made their way over into KOF. He can do all of his records by pressing in various directions on the control stick. So all he has to do is press up, down, left, right, or whatever. Characters like Angel 
in King of Fighters, and I believe her name was Momo, little capoeira girl, they can do all of their records just by pressing a series of buttons. So really what you're looking at are characters that have usually attack series that can be activated by pressing various buttons. Geese Howard kind of has, it's not a Rekka, but he has a raging, the, uh, not the raging storm, but the deadly rave where you press a series of buttons to get a cool combo. So it's kind of like dialogue combos in Tekken or Mortal Kombat, but with special moves. It's activated yeah. by entering a special move. Like you said, uh, Fei Long is the granddaddy of them. Yes, he is. Uh, and in Street Fighter, you're gonna you're gonna see like poison, uh, you know. And the cool thing about Rekkas is, if at first it doesn't connect, don't keep hitting it. Yeah, you just stop. And you, you know, if your opponent doesn't know when you're gonna stop, it be, it becomes more safe. Relento's got a Rekka move. Poison's got a Rekka move. Yang Yang has yeah, a Rekka move. Yeah, yeah. I, I get him, I get him mixed up. Uh, and, and so it, you can kind of build around that. So that's a very important archetype of wow. character. It started off with the, I can't believe it. you know, say long. Wow. <laughs> Good thing we had this talk. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, you're going to get those characters. Oh, man. That you can't really call them a hybrid because, you know, they don't share anything. They kind of just do their own thing. Yeah, these and, are the characters that they took the mold and they not only broke it, but they sent it into space right into the sun. Yeah. Just Superman. Yeah, just right out to the sun. There are characters like that. And you know, if you could just think, you'd be like, well, what, what character, what archetype does this character fall in? And you're just like, they don't, it's just going to happen. It makes them very intriguing to some people. And also makes them very difficult to deal with. You know, if you're not used to, it's like, how can you be used to facing someone who doesn't fit in any mold? You know, you have to have a specific game plan for that kind of character. Yes. Characters like Sea Viper. She's not like any of the characters cast. like Sea Viper. I mean, I guess you can kind of call her a trap. I guess you can kind of call her a zoning, but not really with the ground pound. I mean, that's not really controlling space with the ground pound. But then she's flying through the air with their with their kicks. And she's the thunder punches. It's like not a Rekka, not a zoning. She's got definitely hands. not a charge. Not a dive kick, really. And it's, you know, she's got like a super jump. So I guess some mobility, but not really. So you can't really put them in a, in a category. They're just kind of there. Sea Viper. These characters tend to be very difficult to use. But... They also tend to have very high skill caps and can be very, very good. Sea Viper has a variety of cancels that allow her to do things that no other character in the game can do. Um, another example of a character that kind of breaks the mold would be Yamazaki from King of Fighters. He's got the zoning thing yeah. going with the whip arms. He's got the command throw like he's a grappler. He's got an unblockable knife that he can just stab you with on wake up. It's practically guaranteed to hit in certain setups. He's this giant character that just kind of does what he wants, has his hand in his pocket, and just tears you up. There's not anything you can do about it. He's played well. And you've got to play that character a specific kind of way to beat that character. A lot of giant characters fall into this realm. Like uh, characters uh, like, you know, Hugo, he's a grappler, but he's kind of a brawler, too. Yeah, so he kind of throws a. It's not all just game. throws with him, yeah. Yeah, 
So these are very, very unique characters, and we, we were not going to even class yeah. these characters. They're their own thing. Yeah, you know, I was thinking a, a new example. Nash. The new Nash. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the new Nash. he's got a projectile, but I hear it's not that strong, so it's not exactly a, like a sonic boom, like Guile's sonic boom. His, his, you know, he doesn't really have a flash kick per se that, that really works as, you know, something like an invincible reversal because it's not. He's like got part teleports, but a projectile, but he's not a charge character. So there's nothing like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, not at all. yeah, he's got a situational teleport. So that's kind of like a mobility, but not really. It's, it's, he's going to be in a class all his own in Street Fighter Five. There's also characters that I would class in here, like status effect characters, characters that can poison you, uh, characters like Psy in Akatsuki Blitzkampf that can slow you down or lower your defense, or char- even characters like Rogue in uh, Marvel that can take on powers and stuff like that. They're also characters that are really, really rare. You tend to only have like one in the game. I think you'd see more of them in games like uh, you know anime fighters and Marvel-type games, but... Traditionally speaking, you don't see a lot of them. I think only only Gen in uh, Street Fighter Alpha Three had an attack like that when he like stabbed you with his hands and he had a little counter appear. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, you see a lot of actually. You know the game, the franchise that you probably see a lot of those in is Mortal Kombat. You get instant dizzies or instant freezing, but Mortal Kombat really relies on a lot of different ideas. They'll just throw ideas in there, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, let's, yeah. Some guy will throw a net at you. <laughs> Here's a net. Out of my chest. Yeah. Yep, there it is. So, so we've yeah. gone over all of these character types, and I, and I hope that, you know, it helps you kind of characterize that in your game. And the question you're wondering is, well, who do I play? Well, you can really play whoever you want. That's what I think about that. That's true. You can play whoever you know, uh, whoever you want, whoever you think is cool. But here's the thing, and I'm just going to put this out here. But, you know, I just need to throw this out. When you pick a character that you're going to decide, oh, I want to play X character because of whatever reason. He looks cool. You know, he's from my home country or whatever, or this move is really cool, or I can identify with him. Those are all, you know, fine. Hey, you're playing the game. You paid the $59.99 to play the game. You play whoever you want to play. You might not win, or you might not find success immediately. Don't get discouraged. Just do some research and learn how to actually play that character the way they're meant to be played. Don't get frustrated if the cool, you know, Japanese samurai character that you thought would be completely awesome, you're just getting bodied with it first. Learn how to play that character. If you really think he's cool, you'll learn the way he's supposed to be played and you'll develop a style for yourself. Don't complain about, don't complain that, oh, you know, oh, my character's low tier. Well, you know what? Pick a higher tier character. I'm saying this as a DJ player, so I stick with them because I, you know, I just deal. I deal, you know. Personally, Angry still gets W's with Dan sometimes. I do. So very just make it work. Times. Make it work for you. And right. personal story here is I'm going to start off by saying keep an open mind. A character might not look cool with you. I know a lot of uh, newer male players don't want to play as a girl. In fact, I still have people laugh at me when I pick Makoto and Lili. But then they stop laughing. <laughs> I destroy them. <laughs> when, when you're choking them out, they're dancing <laughs> on their face. Um, for me, uh, when I was first watching videos of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, 
every single video I saw had Lily getting crushed. Like, I never saw anyone play well with Lily, and I said before that game even came out that I would not play as Lily because she looked terrible. She didn't have a projectile, she was losing all the matches, I didn't really see any combos when the, before the game came out. Well, the game came out, and I decided that I was going to play Hugo and Poison because I like grappler characters, I like giant characters, and I like Final Fight. And it was the first time I could play as Poison in a fighting game. I, I didn't get a chance to play that other one that came out while back. I don't know if it's canceled or not, but the fact of the matter was it didn't work out. Poison wasn't that great to me. Hugo, his size became a major problem, major liability. And I began experimenting and I found Marduk. Who Marduk kind of fit the characters I played in King of Fighters. I play a lot of grapplers. But then I saw Lily and I started messing around with Lily. And I found out that everything I thought about her was wrong. She's a very, very, very strong character with a lot of different moves. And she's not just a jack-of-all-trades. She's very good. And it changed everything I thought. And now, Lily, I can't move her away from that character. This is true. When he moved to Lily, my wins dried up. Until I decided I'm also going to pick my own femme fatale. You know what I did? I looked online. I said, who is everybody playing? Who is everybody saying is good? And I looked at the tiers that people were putting up, and I, and I saw that, wait, you can combo into an unblockable throw setup with me with one bar a meter? What? Oh, she's got damage? She's got juggles? I'm picking this character. And then uh, that's when uh, my love affair with Nina from Street Pride Across Tekken took off. Nice. Um, listen. W's are W's, and if W's, if wins are what's important to you, don't be afraid to go soul-searching and find you a character that you know can get you wins. Don't be afraid. Don't be shamed to, to say, I picked Akuma because he crushes your soul. He cr- he, he, hey, you want to go crush people's souls, so you pick Evil Ryu and learn how to use him and then start bodying people, and that makes you happy? Don't let anyone tell you that that was the wrong thing to do. At the same time, but again, please keep an open play mind. who you want to play. Yeah, play who you yes. want to play. Keep an open mind and experiment with all the different character types. Because even if you don't want to play the boring Shoto, even if you think that the mobility character is just full of gimmicks, just take the time to go through their trials or their tutorial or something to learn how they play so that when you fight them, you know what they're going to do. And hey, you might find something that you like. You never know. I thought that I could be the man with Ken and Dan and Aiden, and next thing you know, I'm using Makoto, who's nothing like any of those characters. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I could be you know, playing the same character that I've been playing since uh, Super Turbo with my DJ, and the next thing you know, they're coming out with some ridiculous cami clone that I scoffed at. I'm like, Psh, who's going to play that character? And next thing you know, I'm out there teleporting all over the place. Having so much fun, bodying so many people, <laughs> and we all angry. That. Yes, yeah, it has been a wonderful pod. It has probably going to be our longest in a long time. It is. It is, in fact, going to be the longest one that we've had. It's almost an hour, sir. Congratulations to everybody who made through it. I hope your day has been made better. I hope that we helped you. I also hope that we helped you, and I hope that. You aren't annoyed by references to Baki because that's just what's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. 
Go out there. We were talking about grapplers. I actually resisted talking about Baki when we were talking about grapplers. Because Baki is Baki is the grappler. That Baki is the grappler. Yes, he is. All right. You've learned a little bit about archetypes today. You've learned what we feel you should do when you pick your character. Training mode is your friend. Go listen to our training mode podcast. Listen to our archetype podcast again. If you were confused, we'll put I'll put some references down in the links there at the bottom so that you can start doing a little research on your own. But all I got to say is keep playing games, keep having fun, and support your local USO. Yes. Uh, I mean, that might seem a little random, but hey, support the troops. Support the USO. And we hope you all have a great time of day. Yes, enjoy the fighting games. Yes, please. And uh, until the next challenge. Until the next challenge. Yes.